2: or be nowhere the savage nation podcast catch the michael savage podcast on all podcast platforms every tuesday
1: and every friday
2: remember this thing the terror alert system you haven't seen it in a while Obama got rid of it, uh, thought it was to, uh, well, I don't know what problem he had with it. I thought it was actually pretty helpful, right? Kind of put the public on notice about when something might happen. And also, people were more familiar with what to do if something were going to happen. What do we do now? I personally don't have water stocked up. I don't have extra batteries. I haven't done anything. Uh, and something is probably going to happen. I mean, look, we all know it. You see what's going on at the border. These people are coming in from all over the world. Uh, They're angry at us. Uh, They're angry over Israel. They're angry over a lot of things right now. And they're coming for us. People all over the world. We don't know who they are. We do know that some terrorists are coming into the country. And we have no real official way of notifying the public, do we? We used to have that terror alert system. Now we got to look at FBI Director Ray and try to figure out what mood he's in and, and, and parse his words. And, you know, this is not the way it should be. And this is not the way it was. Who remembers after September 11th? Hmm? I mean, that was a horrific day, horrible, nearly 3,000 people lost, and everything, everything changed. We did know, however, who the bad guys were and who the good guys were everybody understood that. Everybody. Now, everything's backwards. The country has gone completely insane. So, yeah, you would see a lot of the country somehow justifying the terrorists. In fact, pretending that the terrorists are the good guys or pretending that the terrorists are the victims. I never thought it would happen. But here we are. This is some satellite imagery from before the airstrikes. And you can see After the airstrikes here, you can see this area here um, simply gone.
3: These are before and after pictures. You can see the densely populated area decimated.
4: This is the before and after of that area. You can see the devastation that has happened.
2: Is there somehow supposed to be a problem with this? This is a terrorist target in enemy territory taken out by the good guys. We're supposed to be somehow outraged. We're supposed to think that the good guys are actually the bad guys, and the bad guys are actually the good guys. The before and after. And by the way, the after, I mean, there's plenty that's still intact. This happens in war. This is one of the reasons why you don't want to fight a war unless it's absolutely necessary. And the terrorists, the bad guys, Hamas, they started this war. And if innocent lives, women and children are killed, that's on them. Because innocent women, collateral damage, it happens in every war. And that's why you don't want to fight one unless it's absolutely necessary. And this one is absolutely necessary. But the fake news should take note. Because I found some before and after pictures myself. I assembled them. Remember that great party they were having on October 7th, right? Free and carefree, just like you should be when you're 20 years old. And remember the death and destruction that happened seconds later? I call that a before and after. What about the kibbutz at Beri? Yeah, before, a beautiful, thriving community of families. And after, devastation, elimination, genocide. How about this before and after? That beautiful woman, the grandmother, abducted, held hostage in her 80s? What kind of animals do that? Who would ever in a million years do that other than the most depraved enemy imaginable. And remember this before and after our beautiful World Trade Center, gone, 3,000 lives gone. Something else probably is going to happen. And it's probably gonna be on the scale of September 11th, probably worse, and we have to be prepared. How will we respond? I don't know. I know how we should respond. Let's say a dirty bomb were to be detonated in the middle of Times Square, a dirty nuclear bomb, and we could tie it to Iran. Well, we do have a lot of nuclear weapons around, don't we? Wouldn't that be a scenario where we'd consider them? I mean, if they took out tens of thousands of our people with a dirty nuclear weapon, would we be satisfied in just singling out the... uh, the Ayatollah and a number of scientists. No, I think we'd be looking for something much more. And I hate the idea of innocent people dying, but it happens in warfare. And it's gonna happen in this war, and it's gonna happen in the next war. It happened in Afghanistan, the Iraq war, unjustified, unnecessary, and that makes those civilian casualties, the innocent, Women and children, and our own military service members, all the more tragic. Here in our country, we fail to learn the lessons they all told us we should have learned about the Holocaust. Can you believe it? This woman, amazing lady, she survived Auschwitz. And listen to her warning.
5: And I hope that the people in the world will realize that. Sometimes history has a way of repeating itself, and we do everything possible to stop, because hate leads to destruction.
2: Are we doing everything possible to stop this hate against Jews? Of course not. Some people won't even post a tweet or send out a letter or say anything out loud because they may offend somebody. The mob, the finest, allegedly, finest university in the country, they are openly attacking Jewish students. This is insane. You go to a pro-Israel rally, you are going to potentially be attacked for your beliefs physically in America. Uh, New York University... Another prestigious university. Jewish students mobbed for daring to support Israel? This is America, and it's disgusting. We've seen some of this before. I saw people standing up and doing courageous things. Who remembers, well, it's before my time, but the civil rights movement? The right thing was for that girl to go to that school, no matter what anybody said. And she was protected by our righteous Government. Yes, a government formed by the people that was doing the work of the people. Now, where are we? Where the hell are we? Bizarro world. And we are not leading anything. America, these days are over.
4: Mr. Trump is running to be president and leader of the free world. He is running for president,
6: leader of the free world, commander in chief. is the commander in chief, uh, leader of the free world.
2: Leader of the free world, that's what being president of the United States meant. It has ended with Joe Biden. I do think we can get it back with somebody like President Trump, but there is no way, you know it, America knows it, the world knows it, that Joe Biden, in this condition, with his lack of stamina, lack of endurance, lack of mental acuity, lack of integrity, is any kind of leader. Bad enough, we see it domestically. Then he goes overseas, just embarrassing on the world stage he doesn't know where to go walking around like well he's no president lithuania the lithuanian president taking pity on our president it's not supposed to be our confused lost going to that nato dinner and nobody actually even bothering to talk to the president of the united states they're all happy chirping talking to each other but look at joe just Kind of by himself and nobody seems to give a damn. Uh, I'm sorry, we've all seen this, but the Air Force Academy falling down. <laughs> I mean, Air Force One, all that stuff. This is a real problem. And if you think I'm overhyping it or overstating it, it's actually affecting our safety. The mainstream media have ignored it. They continue to ignore it. But the danger is real, and it's increasing, and it's because of him. Compare that to the president we had just a couple of years ago. Look at this for strength. Look at this for power. No matter where he went, whether it was Israel, Saudi Arabia, India, commanded respect, not just because he was the American president, but because he was him. Donald Trump, there's nobody, never been, never will. We were in charge. America was in charge. And it wasn't all about (laughs) posture and bravado. It was about policy. It was about saying things and the world would listen and react, or not react, like this.
5: North Korea best not make any more threats to the United States. They will be met with fire and fury like the world has never seen.
3: But I'm not so sure he has uh, is certain what he's going to do. My guess is he will move in. He has to do something.
2: That's Joe Biden wondering aloud what Putin would do a few days before the invasion. I don't know. I guess he's going to do something. He has to, right? What about saying no? Why are we so invested now? We're so sticking our neck out now. But back then, Joe couldn't even issue an aggressive warning don't do this or else something something but that didn't happen what has happened what was going on and what's going on now and it's on him american weakness we can get our strength back and we know how to do it in the meantime we better be careful and get ready for another attack because i do believe it's going to happen So this crazy trial, ludicrous trial, where they're trying to say that, well, one of the most successful businesses in New York is somehow a fraud, you know, they're trying to take away Trump's ability to do business in New York. He's paying a very big price for getting into politics. Today, Don Jr. and Eric Trump, the president's sons, were in court. You know, they are senior members of the Trump Organization. They were running the business while uh, the president was being president. How did they do in court today with that ridiculous, foolish judge, the one who's uh, mugging for the camera and making faces and saying outlandish things? Uh, I wanted to bring in John Glasgow, our Newsmax correspondent, national correspondent. He's actually been in the courtroom. You know, the whole world's talking about this trial, but you're actually there. Welcome, John. How are you?
0: I'm doing well, Greg. I was in the court the last two days, and I really got a sense of what Judge Engron, his— demeanor is like in the courtroom. Let me just say, on Thursday, rather on Wednesday, he had called out the Trump defense team several times over specific questions. He's, he, it was almost like he was waiting for them to say something that didn't line up with exactly uh, the right verbiage in how they asked the question he was but the prosecution he let them go on and on and on it was so mundane and boring to listen to uh but when the trump team had their chance to cross-examine this financial expert this banking expert uh he had everything in his law book that he could throw at them to say you know what You can't ask that question. Ask it in a different question. Ask it in a different way. Uh, But today, you know, you watch how this court case played out. Eric Trump took the stand. You also had Don Jr. take the stand. This was the second time that Don Jr. had taken the stand and he took a stance. They were trying to the the, the play here from the prosecution was they were trying to paint the picture that these two were in the know on the financial records going back from the beginning of the Trump organization. So, they were asking them questions, "Well, what role did you have? Uh, did you not have access to the financial statements for the company? You knew what your father 's net worth was I mean, they just basically played it down saying, "Well, no, we don 't really know what the net worth is because we have accountants that do this. We have people that evaluate the properties we we 're basically the people that are signing off on the checks yeah. and that yeah and so it essentially." Eric Trump had to admit that, yes, he has known about financial statements on the company uh, for about a decade, but he was very careful with how he worded that and left that up to uh, the former president and, and what he's going to have to testify on Monday to.
2: All right. Oh, it's Monday. So overall, they were kind of needling, nitpicking perhaps the defense. I'd like to bring in Joe Geneva, former U.S. attorney for Washington, D.C. Uh, Joe, you heard what John just summarized. Uh, it kind of is in line with what I've been kind of gathering, that The judge is not friendly to the defense and is, quite frankly, out to get to the defense. I mean, seems to be that. But what do you think?
5: Well, I don't think there's any doubt that Judge Angaran is biased. Um, He shouldn't be sitting on this case because he's actually not qualified to be sitting on this case. This should be in another division of the court which handles complex civil matters. But he was allowed to keep this case. As you know, he will retire— from his judgeship at the end of this case. And this is his swan song. And it's pretty clear, given the reports, like from John and others, that he views this as a way for him to make a final statement on his way out the door. That is not the job of a judge. He's actually quite an embarrassment to the bench of the New York State Supreme Court. But it appears that people in that courthouse don't care. Uh, And that includes the other judges in the courthouse. So, I must say, I'm not surprised by anything that John reported. Uh, It's typical. Uh, And he's going to find against the the Trump organization. And I believe that even though the appellate courts are purely Democratic, that Judge Angeron will be overturned on appeal.
2: Here's uh, Don Jr., uh, who was there. (laughs) I can't believe they're putting him through this. But Don Jr., uh, after today's session, take a look
1: you think it went uh, really well if we were actually dealing with logic and reason uh, the way business is conducted? But unfortunately, the attorney general has brought forth a case that is purely a political persecution.
4: Purely a
2: political persecution. And you know what? I've been through the adai bin. I know something about real estate valuations. I think he's spot on. And you know what, John? And, and, and you too, Joe? There's nobody of... Big time clout right now in the New York legal world willing to come out and say that, you know, I mean, they're just they seem to have chased all the good lawyers away. I know he's got solid counsel, but you know what I mean? Quickly, Joe, big law firms are afraid of the Trumps, not because they're bad people, but because the world will turn on those big law firms. Am I right?
5: Absolutely. This is what uh, the 65 project is all about. They're threatening to have people disbarred for representing people like Trump, for arguing certain legal theories. This is exactly right, Greg. This is the disgraceful part about the New York bar. They're all afraid. These aren't lawyers. These are Quislings. These are what Shakespeare referred to as Quislings. These are the little people in the bar. There are no giants in the New York bar anymore. They're all a bunch of Quislings.
2: Quislings. I know Quislings. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Now, John, do me a favor. Any other little bits of color you can give us from sitting in that courtroom in our final moments?
0: Let me just say this. The judge has been flirting with these gag orders since the start of this case. He's flirting with another one. He wants to impose it even to another degree where he puts the Trump children under gag orders. He raised his voice several times in this case, and he talked about the possibility of expanding this gag order, but took no action today. He also said that he suspected a bit of, get this, Greg, misogyny towards the clerk, that same clerk that's been brought up already under a gag order who sits alongside him. In fact, Trump's lawyer uh, had said, uh, as he he says, you know what, I see you passing notes there. It's almost like I'm fighting two adversaries, adversaries right now. He says it's almost like co-judging is taking place in this courtroom. This is Trump's lawyer. They know the judge Engrong has already made up his mind and they're fighting a battle against the prosecution huh. and the judge. And it's come down to this. We're going to hear from the president, former president, on Monday. I think fireworks are going to fly in that corporate
2: Yeah, sure. He's going to be on the stand. Well, uh, <laughs> Joe DiGenova, thank you. John, thank you. I had to look up Quisling. It sounded like a little duckling <laughs> to me. It is a, uh, and it's the perfect word, a traitor who collaborates with an enemy force occupying their country, a Quisling, Q-U-I-S-L-I-N-G. Joe, thank you very much. And we'll be- uh, <laughs> You're welcome. Like, <laughs> you bet, You bet. Thanks, gentlemen. Hunter Biden is lecturing America and lecturing conservative media about how we do our jobs. Yeah, he wrote an article for USA Today today. It's pretty uh, nervy of him. Yeah, I'll have it when we come back.
1: Newsmax shoots it straight
6: no talking down to me
1: don't tell me how to think
6: don't tell me how
1: to think don't tell me how to think I trust Newsmax Newsmax they don't tell me how to think they let me decide
5: real news for real
1: people
2: Hunter Biden come on I'm not a big fan neither are you has nothing to do really with his uh, drug use. I mean, I want him to get better. I want him to be clean. I want him to be sober. I want him to look like, not this guy, but the other guy. You know, he cleans up pretty well. Well, actually, he looks a little rough around the edges there too. Uh, Anyway, everybody has their issues. He has his. I hope he gets better. It's the corruption. (laughs) That's the part that uh, intrigues us and makes us a little bit mad and makes us concerned and we want to know more. And, Hunter, you brought this on yourself with that silly laptop downloading, keeping everything you've ever done in your life. Anyway, this self-righteous guy, the nerve of him, he's trying. He wrote an article, an op-ed in today's uh, USA Today. It's our fault. We're, we're weaponizing his addiction. No, it really, I mean, that's like color, all right? That's off to the side. But look at his piece here. He says a couple of things. Uh, Ooh, a lot of things, actually. Do I have to read all of this? Yes, I do. Over four years ago, I chose life over the slow, strangled death grip of addiction, which in my case consisted each day of a bottle of vodka and as many hits of a crack pipe as possible. I am prouder of that choice and of uh, my recovery than anything I've ever done. All right prouder of the choice life over death isn't that like what anybody who's alive would choose whatever i wanted to be sober and all that stuff good for him for getting sober but this is not why we're annoyed with you okay keep going hunter what's next i don't know a family that hasn't been impacted in some way by addiction what is distinct about my situation is that i am the son of the president of the united states Actually, when you got yourself into all this trouble, you were the son of the vice president of the United States and then the ex vice president of the United States. But you were acting like you were an emperor and that somehow people in China owe you a living. How about that one? Next, please. Hunter's words. My struggles and my mistakes have been fodder for a vile and sustained disinformation campaign against him. What? He's the one who's smoking the crack. What what can be worse than that? And an all-out annihilation of my reputation through high-pitched but fruitless congressional investigation. All-out annihilation of his reputation. Okay, hold on. I know from his own lawyers that Hunter had an affair with his brother's wife, Haley, we don't need a congressional committee to annihilate your reputation, okay? I'm sorry, you did that that's on you. I think you it's in your silly little autobiography as well that the the what is the word arrogance I don't know maybe he's maybe he's under the influence. Can I see another one, please? Uh, more recently, criminal charges for possessing an unloaded gun. For 11 days, five years. Oh, this is just a warm-up. Don't worry. Charges that appear to be the first uh, ever of their kind brought in the history of Delaware. I like that. That appear. That's like what a lawyer says. We'll put appear, and then we can say whatever we want. Is there any more? All right. That's it. That's it. Hunter is made out very well. He's uh, selling paintings for $500,000, right? The laptop is his. We know it. He knows it. But he still gets to deny it, yet he's suing the guy who owns the store for leaking it or giving it to the FBI. He's literally having it both ways, like he did in this interview about the laptop.
5: Was
0: that your laptop? For
5: real, I don't know.
0: I know, but, but you know that. Is, this I really don't know if okay. the answer is. That's you don't know, answer. yes
2: or no, if the laptop I don't have was any yours. idea. I have no idea So it could have been yours. Of course, certainly. It, 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 there could be a laptop out there that was stolen from me. There could be that I was hacked. It could be that, there was the, that it was Russian intelligence. It could be that it was stolen from me.
5: And you, you didn't drop off a laptop to no. be repaired no. No. in Delaware? Not no. that I
2: remember at all. At all. So... We'll see. No, not that I remember. Could be. Yes, maybe. I mean, all right. The guy lied to everybody. Joe, he takes it from the old man. He takes it from the old man. Can I see that headline, the self-righteous headline, Hunter? I fought to get sober. Right. You know, those those words sounded like they were written by somebody else, because I know what Hunter sounds like when he writes, and so do you. Let's go to the text messages. I am sitting here with my father, and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. As he writes to some Chinese oligarch. Next, please. Tell the director that I would like to resolve this uh, before it gets out of hand. And now means tonight, Hunter Biden collection agencies. uh, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me, his dad, and every person he knows, Obama, and my ability to forever hold a grudge, your problem, that you will regret not following my direction. Boy, oh boy. Uh, After all, he is the son of a president. I am sitting here with my father waiting for the call. That is the real Hunter, right? That's what, he, that's what he writes like. All right, what's next?
1: Is the United States safer from foreign terror threats today? Are we safer than when Joe Biden took office, from the day he took office? What I would say to you is that the terror threats have elevated,
2: uh, but I also think there are a lot of things the country has done throughout law enforcement to be better prepared to deal with them. SEE WHAT HE WAS LIKE WHEN HE GOT THAT QUESTION. I THINK THAT THE MEN AND WOMEN OF LAW ENFORCEMENT HAVE DONE A VERY GOOD JOB. THAT'S WHAT THEY DO. THEY HIDE BEHIND THE MEN AND WOMEN OF LAW ENFORCEMENT. IT IS A CHEAP LITTLE TRICK. ALL RIGHT. I'M SORRY. THE WHOLE FBI HAS TO GO AWAY. REBRANDED. ALL RIGHT. THE FBI USED TO BE GREAT, BUT IT'S BEEN SO TARNISHED BY STROCK AND PAGE AND COMEY AND THE rest. The letters, they don't command respect anymore. I'm sorry. FBI, it's not Federal Bureau of Investigation. It is, uh, let's do this again. Friends of Biden Incorporated. All right, that's one. How about some music, if you don't mind? Friends of Biden Inco- uh, Let's see here. we got fraudulent, biased inquiries. I like that one a lot. Uh, keep them coming. Uh, FBI stands for forever. Blowing it. Ouch. Ouch. All right, FBI could also stand for... Mmm. facetious, bloated incompetence? Oh, boy, now that's below the belt. One more. FBI stands for... Mm, fanatically bothering the innocent. Yeah, that just might be my favorite one. But is there one more? There can't be one more. Oh, there is one more. <laughs> uh, forgetting basic instructions. Yeah, like the Constitution and handling people like... Str- <laughs> hiring people like Strachan and Page. I love this show. We'll be right back. With all kinds of chaos in the world, uh, our situation at the border is getting even worse. It was already horrific. And now, well, we know, we know terrorists are coming in. We've known for a while. Now some associated with Hamas. They may be bringing in explosives. Our government knows it, and not much seems to be happening at all. We'd like to bring in, once again, Mark Morgan. He's the former acting uh, CBP commissioner. He's a Heritage Foundation visiting fellow. And Blaine Holt, our favorite retired brigadier general from the Air Force. Welcome, gentlemen. Mark Morgan, first to you. You know this crisis better than anyone else and how nothing seems to be happening. (laughs) Uh, It's a matter of when, not if, there's a terrorist attack at this point, huh? yeah Greg I, I completely agree.
3: let's look let's just look at a couple of the stats. In the past thirty four months, we've had one point seven million known Godaways. From 180 different countries, including many countries that we know harbor, facilitate, sponsor, and encourage terrorism. We know the past 34 months we've apprehended over 280 illegal aliens on the FBI terror watch list. We've also know we've apprehended tens of thousands of what we call special interest aliens, again, from countries that we know harbor, sponsor, and uh, facilitate terrorism. The question is, so how many terrorists... And, and how many special interest aliens are among the 1.7 million known godaways? You don't have to be a border security expert or genius to know. It's just as you said, I agree with you. It's not if and when the threat is going to come here. It's already in our country.
2: I want to show you guys something. Uh, remember the terror threat board that they had in the Bush administration? I think they got rid of it under Obama. They didn't like it for some reason. Quite frankly, I think something like this would be very useful at this point, uh, General Holt, because— I mean, we're really kind of left to evaluating the mood and what uh director Ray is not saying and how he's not saying it. We don't have anything clear-cut like this anymore. Do you think this would be helpful?
4: Not only would it be helpful, we need a sixth color up there for a deeper color of red because that's the color that we would be at right now. Director Ray yeah. taking such a light touch has done nothing more than provide himself with plausible deniability that he somehow pointed to that this was a possibility um, so that later on he can say, oh, no, I covered my butt in this thing. And and I I mean to be harsh on this one because there is a clear and present danger. Our friend, Michael Yan, is down in the Darien Gap. And it's not just terrorist organizations. Don't count out the People's Liberation Army of China having organized political stability units that form up in Panama, get their orders organized, and then they come on up here. And 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 they could be in a coordinated situation with the other bad actors here mm. in addition to the illegals that are sitting in Europe. Yep. And what I see as a differentiator— is European countries like in Scandinavia and France are actively talking about mass scale deportations because they can see the threat for what it is right now. Gentlemen, you wanna take a quick test?
2: You guys will pass it, I think, but I wanna show you something. Um, This is two countries, they're border regions, okay? Let's go ahead and put it up on the screen. Uh, We have A and B. A is the border of a country, (laughs) the border region. B is the border of a country. which one is uh, more organized? I would argue that the one on the right, B, is more organized. Gentlemen, you have any quick
4: observations? I'm going to go with Gaza being more organized <laughs> for <laughs> well, 100.
2: All right. I think you uh, may have peeked at the answers,
4: but B is Gaza.
2: And uh, that border region, this is only uh, from uh, two days ago, Egypt. I mean, they had officers counting people and checking them in and that kind of thing. I just think it's totally extraordinary. And the situation between Poland and Ukraine is better than uh, our Texas situation as well. Mark, uh, you just heard General Holt say a clear and present danger. What do we do? I mean, what can we do? The government doesn't seem to want to do anything. Maybe they want something bad to happen. I, I, I can't figure it out.
3: Yeah, let's hope not. Let's hope this is just pure uh, ideology and politics that's making them ignorant. Let's hope this isn't intentional. I, I have to believe that as American. But, but Greg, to your point, though, let's- here's one thing we could do immediately, right? So we-, we know the threat's already in here, right? We all agree on that. But here's what we could do immediately. Let's stop the bleeding. Let's stop future threats from coming in. And we know how to do that. Look, I'm going to say it, and, and some people get frustrated, but under President Trump, We had the playbook. We had the most secure border in our lifetime. And every single day, it was getting more secure. We had a strategy of deterrence, of consequences. And we understood that border security was synonymous with national security. That's what we could do tomorrow. The president of the United States tomorrow with the stroke of a pen could start building the wall, could in catch and release, could make Mexico step up and join this as the regional crisis it is to stem the flow of illegal immigration, to get border to agents back on the line to stop drugs, criminals and national security threats from overrunning our border.
2: We mentioned Director Ray from the FBI. A big chunk of this is uh, his responsibility. He certainly could help. Here he is, kind of tiptoeing around the whole issue. Take a look. The reality is that the terrorism threat has been elevated throughout 2023. But the ongoing war in the Middle East has raised the threat of an attack against Americans in the United States to a whole nother level. You know, I do feel, though, that the overall tenor yesterday was, I said it, therefore I can't be in trouble when it happens. Nothing proactive, nothing creative, nothing... Mr. President, help us. We must stop this. Right, General?
4: Exactly. And in his threat assessment, he shouldn't forget to leave out the soccer moms and the folks who are very concerned about uh, transgender crap and pornography in their schools that are now on watch lists everywhere my goodness gracious, you're right. I mean, all that stuff we consumed ourselves with
2: and continue to consume, it seems so irrelevant and stupid now, but it still occupies so much of our government's time. Um, Mark Morgan, have you thought about reentering government? Should there be another Trump administration? And seriously, what job do you think you're cut out for?
3: Look, I I refer to the old movie Backdraft, right? You go, we go. I'm in. And I know there's other people like uh, Tom Holm and other Patriots. I, I'd be uh, asking uh, General Holt to come back as well. Uh, look, there, there's a variety of jobs we could do, but we need to make sure we get the right people in the right positions that understand what we need to do. And I'm going to say it with, with, without hesitation. That puts America's interest first. That's what we need.
2: You know, Mark Morgan, you have such urgency and intensity. I think you'd be great at Homeland Security. Uh, and uh, General Holt, Secretary of Defense, how does that sound? There you go. I'm all
4: in. Okay. Whatever, it, whatever it takes.
2: Finally, General Holt, actually, seriously, uh, the situation in Gaza, do you see it changing? Is it going to intensify the ground assault that we were talking about? Uh, Were we wrong about that? Is this the ground assault? What's happening right now?
4: Where is this going? Yeah, it's underway right now. The, the the thing that's so dangerous is that this administration is not backing its ally to the hilt, and it's got everybody confused and people reading weakness. The The thing that we all have to watch for happens at 9 o'clock Eastern tomorrow. At uh, Nasrallah is going to make a speech. Everyone is expecting him to declare war on Israel. Iran is now making speeches and statements that uh, are in alignment with that. And they're declaring that unless there's some sort of ceasefire, which net- yahoo cannot grant them uh they're 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 going to go all in and then we have to wonder about united states forces that are sitting there without a strategy we got a lot of problems but there's a lot of hope i really feel that
5: way
2: as well mark morgan thank you too. you guys i'm hopeful because you guys are around uh, general holt thank you and see you later good conversation the goofy and incompetent <laughs> eric adams Looks like he's in big trouble, potentially. The FBI coming for his closest aides. Could he be next? Stay with me.
1: Folks, it's happening. Newsmax Plus is here. Millions watch Newsmax for the best on cable news. Now, Newsmax is expanding with Newsmax Plus. It includes all of Newsmax's shows, Greta Van Susteren, Rob Schmidt, Greg Kelly, Eric Bowling, and a lot more. They're all on Newsmax Plus. And you get incredible analysis from Mike Huckabee, Dick Morris, Alan Dershowitz, Kerry Lake, and many others. No one covers President Trump like Newsmax. No one in the press asks the tough questions about Joe Biden. Like Newsmax. Newsmax Plus is fighting for you. So take a free test drive with Newsmax Plus. Just go online to NewsmaxPlus.com. That's NewsmaxPLUS.com. Sign up for a free trial. It takes just minutes. Go to NewsmaxPlus.com and get the special code, and you can watch Newsmax Plus on our free app on your smartphone or on your home TV set. Millions are making the switch to Newsmax. You should too. Do it today.
5: I think that
3: you've had a lot of mayors that did the waltz, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three.
6: I do the boogaloo, I salsa.
2: Oh, wow. What a goofball. I'm sorry. The guy, he's not a serious man. He's not competent. He has no integrity. Eric Adams, mayor of New York City. He got there such a fluke. They have primary on the last day of school in the summer. <laughs> anyway. Ooh, he's in trouble, it looks like. New York Times reporting that the United States government investigating whether Adams, Eric Adams, received illegal donations from Turkey. It seems like half of his administration is under investigation. He's under investigation. And he could be going down. To a lot of us who have known of Eric Adams for decades, not surprised in the least. He's uh, he's not a good guy. Sorry. This may have been ordered by Joe Biden. All right. Now, Biden does not like Eric Adams. It's the one thing I have in common with Joe Biden. Um, But unlike his ordering, I believe, of the investigation into Trump, Trump is clean, where Eric Adams is, I believe, dirty. Uh, We'll see what happens. Stay tuned. You heard about Matthew Perry? Yeah, the actor. Um, Really sad. And I saw some beautiful videos, you know, his life and all the way back to when he was a baby. Died at 54. Never married, no children, um, really talented, rich, had all that stuff, uh, but he had addiction issues, as you know. Uh, there he is on Friends, the guy in the white shirt in the middle, pretty much, yeah, next to Courtney Cox. I really liked him in this movie, 17 Again, uh, with Zac Efron. It just made, it was just a really feel-good movie. I think it was, I can't remember, it might have been okay for the whole family to watch. But he had this drug problem, as you know, and um, I saw a lot of... Uh, He wrote about it. He talked about it. And I, um, he seems like a really nice guy, like a really nice guy. But something about what he was saying, what am I trying to get at here? I wish I had met the dude. I actually do. I think I could have helped. Um, listen to this.
6: I was on Friends getting watched by 30 million people. And that's why I can't watch the show, because I was like brutally thin. And, um being beaten down so badly by the disease. So I went to Hazelden. I went to my first rehab. I didn't really learn anything. I kind of just imitated Michael Keaton the whole time. So I was like, what, do I have a problem with the alcohol? Um, and And I was placed in some kind of spiritual guy's office, and we talked a little bit. And as we were done talking, he... Turned around, he, he, I, he turned me around and he said, just remember, it's not your fault. And I went, what? He said, it's not your fault. And I went, say that again, it's not your fault. And I said, what do you mean it's not my fault? I'm the one who's doing it, what do you mean? And he explained addiction and alcohol to me and he saved my life.
2: So again, I'm so sorry what happened to him. And I know he got a lot of help from a lot of nice people. The spiritual guy, At the rehab center and other people and I don't know I I wish somebody talked to him maybe somebody did about Jesus and God and and all the gifts and strength that is available through the Bible I had an addiction issue not nearly as bad or as intense as his and but for God I would still have it or be dead so um, anyway it's funny it's just the spiritual guy may have the answer or that person or this book Nobody ever wants to talk about the real solution, right? If you do, you might offend somebody. You might make somebody awkward. No, you might save somebody's life. We'll be right back. All right, everybody, you may have heard the big announcement this week. Uh, Newsmax launched Newsmax Plus, and that means starting this week, if you watch Newsmax now on streaming services like Samsung, Roku, Zumo, Pluto, Viso, one of those O's or the other services, you have to start subscribing. Now, if you're a regular cable satellite subscriber, you can continue watching Newsmax like you're doing right now and nothing changes. Uh, But there's a lot of reasons uh, for you to sign up for Newsmax Plus. First, the Newsmax app is free. You can download it right now on your smartphone or on your home TV. Uh, But you will need a Newsmax Plus subscription to watch Newsmax on the app. So, once you sign up for the Newsmax Plus, uh, just go to your Newsmax app and log in with your password, and you can start watching right away. Believe me, it's simple. Newsmax Plus works just like Netflix and other Plus services. You can watch this show, Greg Kelly Reports, and other great shows. Rob Schmidt, his show is very good. Greta Van Susteren, of course. Chris Plant, Rob Finnerty, Bianca De La Garza, and Chris Salcedo. Carl Higbee, Mike Huckabee. We have some great people here. No one covers the news, no one covers the 2024 presidential race and what's happening around the world like Newsmax. No, no one. Uh, Our great analysts as well, Dick Morris, Kari Lake, Alan Dershowitz, Mark Halperin, so many more. You really need to be up to date wherever you are and Newsmax Plus gives you that convenience. A Newsmax Plus subscription gives you all our show archives as well. You can go back and see news specials and some of my interviews with President Trump, stories about the Biden administration from a few months ago or years ago, and even history and current events programs that help inform, educate and entertain your family. Newsmax Plus is growing and you'll see a tremendous number of shows That will be more interesting, more entertaining than what you get on Netflix or Disney Plus. A lot of cartoons. Remember, you can download the Newsmax app on your home TV or smartphone and start watching. And if you sign up now, you will get a free trial subscription. So there really is no risk. And a monthly subscription costs less. And a happy meal at McDonald's. Think of it that way. So start today and go to NewsmaxPlus.com. NewsmaxPlus, P-L-U-S, dot com, And sign up for the free trial. If you like Newsmax, you'll really love Newsmax Plus. I've already subscribed. I suggest you do, too. Go to NewsmaxPlus, Newsmax, P-L-U-S, dot com, to sign up today. I'll be happy. You'll be happy. My daughters will be happy. Yes, it was Halloween. And where are we here? Where, where is this going? one? You
1: want to play? Where
2: are they? My. Yeah, oh, it? they're having breakfast. This is their special breakfast chairs in the kitchen. Annalise on the left and Madeline on the right. Three and one. See you soon, babies. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.